The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. of the Ascended Masters have been called the path above the path. The Ascended Masters themselves are the saints and sages of East and West, and their teachings incorporate the original core beliefs of all the world's major religions. No matter which religious path you follow, you will find these teachings equally compelling. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door, Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. Well, well hello everyone. Greetings. Uh, we hope you had a wonderful Christmas. And uh, letting you know again, uh, you are tuned to The Open Door. This is the internet voice of the Summit Lighthouse where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Ross Brunson. Today's focus, the violet flame. Oh, goody. You know, we... We all deal with difficult stuff every day. Mm. Bad stuff, negative stuff, challenging stuff, stuff that happens to us from other people. As they say, stuff happens. And all of this stuff tends to clog up our spiritual arteries. That's right. So it can trip us up, it can slow us down, and it really gums up the works. You get that feeling that you're stuck in molasses. Oh, yeah. This is where the violet flame comes in. Swimming in peanut butter. And it happens yeah. a lot at the end of the year, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, especially at the end of the year. Well, thank God the violet flame is the universal solvent. This cosmic panacea heals body, mind, and soul, mm -hmm. and for cleaning up all of the gunk that weighs us down and makes us miserable. You know, it's like <laughs> the spiritual equivalent of WD-40. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And only it does a lot more than just get us unstuck. It, it has a number of different qualities. Mm -hmm. It's been called the mercy flame, the forgiveness flame, the antidote to negative karma. It's a cosmic cleanser. It is indeed. Um, it is the transmuting flame, and it has the power to transmute and erase lifetimes of negative karmic debris. Burns it up on contact. You know, you just have to know how to use it. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine being surrounded by Vida Flame angels mm -hmm. bringing you and me comfort, peace, resolution of conflicts, healing? Yeah, that's an awesome thought image. Oh. And, you know, when we invoke the violet flame, we're really sending this plea, this entreaty directly to the heart of St. Germain. Mm -hmm. St. Germain is the master of the seventh ray, which is the violet ray, and he's mm -hmm. the hierarch of this age. Which, as we now know, is the Aquarian age officially. That's right. We're coming mm -hmm. out of the Piscean age mm -hmm. of Jesus and into the Aquarian age. And in response to this heartfelt call for the violet flame, St. Germain is immediately with us. Oh, yeah. And he brings not only mm -hmm. his own joy of service and healing, but he brings a host of ministering angels as well. And they're there to bathe and caress our beings in the blazing glory of the violet flame. It's just an amazing feeling. Oh, and I, I, I know all of us who do it have felt that. And um, the violet flame is a gift to us for literally accelerating our journey home. Mm -hmm. Gift from God, from St. Germain and the Ascended Masters. Yeah. So, Ross, I'll ask you this question. <laughs> How do we use the violet flame? We know the method that we know best and that all, uh, everybody that I know uses daily mm -hmm. is the dynamic decree, the spoken word. 
And this is a means of harnessing what we understand as the power of the spoken word. We've talked about this in previous shows. Well, we have. To achieve a desired result. As they say, the call compels the answer. That's correct. Right? Well, um, I think that we all know that words have power. Mm-hmm. Um, sound vibration plays a central role in creation. And when we focus our energy and intentions through our throat and heart chakras, we are setting up an alchemical process that literally has the power to create. And you know, Tom, it's a very powerful energy that we're wielding. It's not this kid stuff. (laughs) No, it's not kid stuff. The violet flame is a flame that literally means business. Mm -hmm. So knowing how to manifest the violet flame through the spoken word has to come with a proviso, a a cautionary. (laughs) Like, uh, be careful what you wish for? Right. (laughs) Exactly. So, remember a few weeks ago when we spoke about our innate and inherent power to co-create with God, mm-hmm. that, that what we do, uh, we're always creating things no matter mm-hmm. where we go. Yeah. All these spiritual gifts come with a warning label. You're using the power of God. Use it wisely. <laughs> yeah, none of us needs to add any more to our karmic debt. No. Uh, we're probably over our credit line already anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't want to make we don't want to make a karmic debt with the violet flame, which no. is there to help us erase <laughs> the karmic debt, right? <laughs> that would be counterproductive. <laughs> yes, it would. Yeah, yeah going in circles. <laughs> but you know, Tom, if we want to pay down that karmic debt, yep. there's nothing better than the violet flame for doing just that. The violet flame can work wonders for accelerating the transmutation of that negative karma. You know, um, it's possible, uh, literally possible, to dissolve lifetimes of this negative substance buildup. You know, sometimes in a matter of months Mm -hmm. through the regular use of the violet flame. I know there's no there's no perfect panacea, you know, mm-hmm. surprise. It takes hard work, <laughs> yeah. but but it can be done. You know, and it's not a stretch at all to refer to the violet flame as a miracle. Mm-hmm. It is truly capable of producing miracles in even the toughest of situations. And you know, we hear stories all the time. And even in a lot of our books, particularly the pocket guys, we've got mm-hmm. testimonials from people who have literally seen instantaneous change in their lives, a miraculous change in their lives right. by simply invoking the violet flame and not for any great length of time, 10 mm-hmm. minutes, 15 minutes, half an hour. That's right. You know, it's not an all day thing. Um, and we can use the violet flame to call for healing uh, for ourselves, loved ones, our community, our nation, the whole world. You know, one of the side notes that a lot of people that I see in the world, you know, I travel a lot and I see people looking at the monitors and, you know, in the airport <laughs> and really being burdened with the news that comes up yeah. and they just have no idea what to do, you know, to, to go over to the airport bar. And, you know, what we need to do is we need to spread the message of the violet flame so that people will know just exactly what can they do. You know, you can call on the violet flame to forgive yourself, forgive that guy that just cut you off on the road, oh. you know, it, yourself, other people, conditions in the world. It works for everything. You know, we have a, a little saying in our community, may you pass all your tests. Mm-hmm. And one of the great tools to use when you are being tested, if you're aware of the test, mm-hmm. is the violet flame. And I remember um, having somebody tell me this when I was first in the teachings. They said, you're in trouble. You're in a challenging spot. Mm-hmm. Make the call. Right. I said, what kind of call? They said, it could be, Lord, help me. Archangel right. Michael, help me. Violet right. flame angels, come to my aid. Right. You know, and instantaneously, there's a shift in your consciousness. So, I mean, it's pretty powerful. Some people say that actually like changes the air around you. All of a sudden, your perception and everything else is different. And I think it's that step of, of asking God for help. Oh, I think so, too. And, you know, focusing on your own healing and forgiveness, it may seem selfish and self-serving mm-hmm. uh, when so much uh, in the world, you know, needs our prayers. Well, we've also heard that you have to have your own house in order, too. Yeah. You know, you can't go out and, and do a bunch of things. But really, it, it's by raising our own spiritual energies and bringing ourselves up higher 
we're able to hold more light, and that's available for others through our prayers. So by freeing ourselves first, we become more effective. Yeah, and um, let's call it enlightened self-interest. Okay. You know? It's like in an airplane, when the, when the attendant is demonstrating how to use the oxygen mask, if it becomes necessary, mm -hmm. we're always told to put the mask on ourselves first before we attempt to help someone else. It's also human nature. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're I'm going to breathe. That's right. I, <laughs> I really need to breathe while I'm helping you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, we're going to be a lot more useful if we're conscious about this. Yeah, which is usually the case. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we could probably talk all day uh, about the violet flame, but we're on the clock. And if you'd <laughs> like to learn more practical details about the violet flame, you can go to tsl.org and search for Violet Flame. Mm -hmm. You'll see a number of articles. Uh, you go into Browse Categories and click on the Violet Flame. You can also go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash The Summit Lighthouse, all one word, mm -hmm. and you'll find a couple of items there, one of which is how to use the Violet Flame daily. That oh, is yeah. an awesome instruction on a short on how to use the Violet Flame. Yeah, and you'll also find uh, just a treasure trove of material, mm -hmm. such as... Violet Flame to Heal Body, Mind, and Soul by Elizabeth Clare Prophet. Nice, right. nice segue, huh? Mm -hmm. Very smooth. <laughs> well, here's an excerpt from this book, read by our own Terry Kennedy. Let's hear it. Violet Flame to Heal Body, Mind, and Soul. The Violet Flame imparts a feeling of elan, of vibrancy, buoyancy, and vitality. It helps you to be merciful and forgiving. How does it do this? By transmuting your negative karma. Negative energy can manifest as everything from disease or accidents to ingrained habit patterns that keep you from getting along with others. This negativity is recorded in your aura, which is the energy field that surrounds your physical body. The aura reflects positive thoughts and feelings, but it can also reflect feelings such as anger, hatred, jealousy, or frustration. This includes vibrations you pick up from those around you as well as your own accumulated karma and records of past lives. So you could be walking around all day with the anger sent to you by a grumpy cab driver or with your own frustration over an argument that you and your spouse had during breakfast. Or you may be unhappy because you're carrying the burden of traumatic experiences, either from this life or past lives. This negative energy solidifies and collects around you. It can weigh you down like a pair of cement overshoes. But it doesn't just cover your feet. This negativity resembles a kettle drum shaped vortex of energy that surrounds you from your waist down. I call it the electronic belt. Psychologists call it the subconscious and the unconscious. This accumulated negative energy may keep you from being successful in this life. The solution is the violet flame the miracle solvent that dissolves negative energy. Giving 5 to 15 minutes of violet flame decrees in the morning or evening will help you maintain a feeling of peace throughout the day, no matter what happens to you. Once you have begun to use the violet flame to clean up your aura, you will discover that it can create positive change at all levels of your being. The violet flame can free you to progress spiritually, to enjoy the full benefit of positive energy descending from your God Presence and to realize your highest potential. Uniting with your higher self can take many years or even lifetimes. But each time you invoke the violet flame, you are bringing yourself closer to that goal. The more you give violet flame decrees, the more you free yourself from limiting conditions.
Then you, as an instrument of God's love, are better able to help others. You will find that when people contact your aura, they too will receive healing and upliftment. The true purpose of miracles is to restore wholeness to the body and to achieve union with the higher self. Jesus used the power of the Holy Spirit to work His miracles. The first miracle He performed was at the marriage feast in Cana of Galilee, where He turned water into wine. The water symbolized the human consciousness being transformed into the violet wine of the Holy Spirit. This is a clue that Jesus was using the violet flame aspect of the Holy Spirit to perform this miracle. Once you are transformed by the violet flame, you, the alchemist, can also perform miracles of spiritual and physical healing. The violet fire transmutes anything negative that is lodged anywhere in your spiritual or physical being. This includes everything from kernels of self-hatred to physical viruses. When the violet flame goes to work, it passes through the clogged spaces between the electrons and the nuclei. It ejects these particles of dense substance from your body and dissolves them. This process transmutes the negative energy into positive energy and restores it to its native purity. The violet flame works a little like soap. Soap gets dirt out of your clothes by using the positive and negative charges of atoms. It works because each of its molecules has two sides, a side that is attracted to dirt and a side that is attracted to water. The dirt-loving side attracts the dirt like a magnet attracts paper clips when it is dragged through a box of them. The water-loving side sticks to the water, carrying the dirt with it. When we invoke the violet flame, it sets up a polarity between the nucleus of the atom and the white fire core of the flame. The nucleus, being matter, assumes the negative pole. The white fire core of the violet flame, being spirit, assumes the positive pole. The interaction between the nucleus of the atom and the light in the violet flame establishes an oscillation. This oscillation dislodges the densities that are trapped between the electrons orbiting the nucleus. As this hardened substance that weighs down the atom is loosened, it is thrown into the violet flame and carried away. But unlike soap, the violet flame does not simply surround and remove the debris. It transforms it into pure light energy. Freed of this debris, the electrons begin to move more freely, thus raising our vibration and propelling us into a more spiritual state of being. Spiritual detergent. <laughs> kind of paints a picture, doesn't it? I have a vision of Mr. Clean in a violet suit. <laughs> yeah, me too. You know, we all want to be washed clean of our errors and our miscreations. Yeah, I think that's a great way to visualize the action of the violet flame. Washing, healing, forgiving. It's very safe to use, and there's nothing complicated about it. Not at all. So, we're going to continue our focus on the violet flame after this short break. So, don't go away. Please. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? These are some of the basic questions we all ask ourselves on the spiritual path, and the answers we find certainly vary. Who are you? You are a child of God, and as a child of God, you carry within you the seed of actually becoming God. This seed is your Christ self, the same in you that is in Jesus Christ. Why are you here? 
master yourself in order to graduate from Earth's schoolroom and reunite with the heart of God. Essentially, you are following in the footsteps of Jesus and other great saints and sages who have gone before. Where are you going? Home. Call it nirvana, the hereafter, the heaven world, whatever you want. It's the next stop on your journey. And finally, how do you get there? Let us show you how. Visit us at www.tsl.org. We are the Summit Lighthouse. We practice and publish the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and we've got answers to all of your questions. Visit tsl.org today. The Summit Lighthouse. Master yourself. Become God. Zoom Leadership. It's the big picture issues of the day, up close and personal capabilities of leadership, and a desirable future of constant renewal. Zoom Leadership. It's the economic crisis made clear, patterns and perspectives of leadership, and the importance of changing the way we pursue our future. Join host John Schmidt every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Zoom Leadership. An inside look at what's really going on in business, government, and civil society. Tune in every week on the Voice America Business Channel. Be Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. Welcome back. In our last segment, we spoke about the violet flame and its healing, cleansing, and forgiving properties. Um, We did. And in the following interview with Elizabeth Clare Prophet entitled The Flame in the Heart, we will see that the violet flame is indeed a healing flame, but it is also a gentle comforter as well. Mm -hmm. And the alchemy of the violet flame is most effectively experienced through the heart. Our interviewer is Doug Kenyon. We talked yesterday about the four lower bodies. Where do we go from here in healing? Understanding the four lower bodies is obeying the ancient injunction, man, know thyself. And man must know himself in order to heal himself. The four lower bodies are vehicles. They are interpenetrating sheaths of consciousness. Along with these vehicles which are referred to as coats of skins in Genesis. And notice that that coats is plural and not singular, denoting that there are these four vehicles. Along with these then there are centers of God consciousness which interpenetrate through the four lower bodies. The seven major centers are corresponding to the seven rays of the Christ and the Buddha. These seven centers are called chakras. A chakra is a wheel, a vortex of light. Its purpose is to take in light as nourishment for the four lower bodies and to give forth light. The sending forth of the light is an action of alpha. The taking in of light is an action or reaction of omega. 
So the going out and the coming in of energies within the chakras is another balance of the Father, Mother, God within the temple. The key chakra of the temple is the heart, because in the heart is the threefold flame of life. The threefold flame of life is one with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit at all hours of the day and night. And therefore, right within this temple, upon the altar of the heart, there is burning a flame that is actually God in manifestation. It is through this flame that we can invoke the light of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit for the redistribution of energies in the temple when there is disorder or dis-ease or discord that is the absence of wholeness. In our meditation then upon Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we visualize the I am that I am as a great sphere of white light pulsating just above our own being. Coming forth out of this white sphere is all of the energy of God that is necessary for the manifestation of wholeness. We are taught by the Holy Spirit that the violet flame must blaze through and pour through our temple to sweep it clean, to consume this cause and core of our misuse of energy in this and past incarnations. For the disciple of the new age, the one entering the age of Aquarius, who has sensed the new dispensation, the new energy, but is not quite certain what that energy is. We draw attention to the Master Saint Germain. Saint Germain is the one who comes to teach us the alchemy of the violet flame, and it is his initiation of his disciples. It is the coming of the promised comforter. The beginning of healing is forgiveness. We then must call upon that law of forgiveness and use its instrument, the violet flame, to overcome those conditions that have caused us the karma, the negative karma that has created disease. Does this mean that someone can use the violet flame to heal, say, the common cold? This certainly can be accomplished. And the healing of the common cold, of course, which is a manifestation of emotional substance or an emotional disorder, comes not only with the violet flame, but with the correct balance of energies within the physical body, because it now has become physical, translated from the emotional level. And so we deal with the very chemistry of the physical body itself. Now, this subject is vast. It includes correct diet and the uses of chemistry that are prescribed by physicians. The use of the violet flame, however, is extremely effective, and it can also deal with the problems of biochemistry within the physical body. I'd like to give you an example of the violet flame once again because it is so necessary in this age, and it really is the key to our initiation in this new energy. I am the violet flame in action in me now. I am the violet flame to light alone I bow. 
I am the violet flame in mighty cosmic power. I am the light of God shining every hour. I am the violet flame blazing like a sun. I am God's sacred power freeing everyone. This mantra, which comes from the heart of Saint Germain, uses the name of God I am with a series of affirmations of this sacred fire. We must always bear in mind that when we say I am, we are affirming God in me is. The energy of the I am that I am is qualified now with the violet flame by the action of the Trinity within my heart, which is God's gift to me in the endowment of my very own threefold flame. So when we say I am the violet flame in action in me now, we are saying, God in me is the violet flame in action in me now. This is a very interesting law of force fields. We are declaring that where I am, there God is. And where God is, He is the fullness of this action, this specific action of the violet flame, which is His very own being. It takes then understanding of the law and meditation upon this being of God, which is where I am, to make this use of the science of the spoken word effective. We are not absently or vainly repeating words when we give these mantras. We are entering into a very sacred science of the priest of the order of Melchizedek. It is a sacred science whereby man voluntarily enters into a oneness with his creator, becoming co-creator with him as he is ordained to be. The mediator of this co-creation is always the real self, the anointed one, the Christ. I will give this decree again and ask our listeners to meditate upon the heart as a white sphere and to visualize a greater white sphere above the self. Through this mantra, there is going to be a converging of the sphere within the heart that surrounds the threefold flame with the sphere that is the I am presence. This convergence of God above with God below is the essence of our healing and our wholeness. I am the violet flame in action in me now. I am the violet flame to light alone I bow. I am the violet flame in mighty cosmic power. I am the light of God shining every hour. I am the violet flame blazing like a sun. I am God's sacred power freeing everyone. You'll notice that when I give that mantra, it is a voice that is different from my speaking voice. It is God in me speaking from the very depths of my heart and my soul. I have been decreeing, of course, for many, many years. And when I open my mouth and center my energies in the heart, I am surrendering totally my temple and my being and my centers to God. And this centering allows the energy of the Holy Spirit to use my throat center. And the same will happen with our listeners as they become comfortable with the understanding of the self as being the instrument of God. Can you tell us what's actually happening when people invoke the violet flame? 
I'd like to read to you from Climb the Highest Mountain, where Mark and I have recorded St. Germain's teaching on the violet flame. The Master says, The violet flame is the spiritual wine of forgiveness, the quality of mercy that, as Portia said, is not strained, that droppeth as the gentle rain from heaven upon the place beneath. It is twice blessed. It blesseth him that gives and him that takes. When the violet flame is invoked by unascended man, it envelops each atom of his being individually, and instantaneously a polarity is set up between the white fire core of the atom, which being matter assumes the negative pole, and the white fire core of the flame, which being spirit assumes the positive pole. The dual action of the sacred fire in the center of the atom and in the violet flame without establishes a force field that causes the untransmuted densities to be dislodged from between the electrons. As this substance is loosed, the electrons begin to spin more rapidly in their orbits, and by centrifugal force it is thrown into the violet flame. On contact with this fiery essence of freedom's flame, the misqualified energy is transmuted into its native purity. Relieved of the patterns of imperfection, this energy of the Holy Spirit is returned to the individual's causal body, where it is stored until he elects to use it once again in the manifestation of the noble work of the Christ on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you very much. Up next, our weekly visit and Q&A with Sid Bennett. Don't go away. Your online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? These are some of the basic questions we all ask ourselves on the spiritual path, and the answers we find certainly vary. Who are you? You are a child of God, and as a child of God, you carry within you the seed of actually becoming God. This seed is your Christ self, the same in you that is in Jesus Christ. Why are you here? To master yourself in order to graduate from Earth's schoolroom and reunite with the heart of God. Essentially, you are following in the footsteps of Jesus and other great saints and sages who have gone before. Where are you going? Home. Call it nirvana, the hereafter, the heaven world, whatever you want. It's the next stop on your journey. And finally, how do you get there? Let us show you how. Visit us at www.tsl.org. We are the Summit Lighthouse. We practice and publish the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and we've got answers to all of your questions. Visit tsl.org today. The Summit Lighthouse. Master yourself. Become God. Technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On CIO Talk Radio, we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its risks. Heard every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, Sunjo Gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology. To learn more about this show, visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Keep up with the changing world of technology 
and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And we're back. Joining us once again is Sid Bennett to answer your questions. Hello, Sidney. Good morning. Hi, Sidney. Hey, at the beginning of the preceding interview, uh, we heard Mrs. Prophet talking about the threefold flame. What exactly is the threefold flame? Well, Tom, the threefold flame is the gift of God. It is the gift of life because it is that portion of God that's physically anchored and spiritually anchored in our bodies. And when a child is born, the threefold flame is ignited within their heart, and that becomes the magnet of light of God within them that draws down that light from their I am presence and really literally animates their building, gives them the body, excuse me, gives them strength and power and the ability to do things. And when we go through the transition called death, that threefold flame is obviously removed from the physical body. That doesn't mean it goes away, it's just not in the physical body. Mm-hmm. But the threefold flame is actually three parts. It's almost like the Florida lease, and you've seen the image of that. There's uh, the pink flame, the blue flame, and the yellow flame. Love, wisdom, and power. And so those um, need to be in balance. In fact, that's one of the requirements for the ascension that we've talked about is a balanced threefold flame. Mm -hmm. And then it's anchored in the white light of the mother, which is the physical plane. And I I think it's interesting to note that most of us have a threefold flame that may be a sixteenth of an inch high. (laughs) Um, Jesus' threefold flame literally enveloped his entire body. Wow. So part of our mission in life is to develop and grow that threefold flame and keep it in balance. Was the threefold flame larger at one time? It was larger. And in fact, you know the stories in the Bible of people living to 800 years and, mm-hmm. or 700 years or whatever it was, and people think, well, how is that possible? You know, <laughs> the body decays. Well, what happened was the threefold flame was so much bigger then that allowed the physical form to continue um, for many, many, much longer than it does today. And it actually was reduced in size by the spiritual overseers of our planet because what happened is people got in ruts. And instead of being in a 60- or 70-year-old rut, they got in an 800-year rut. <laughs> and they weren't making progress. So yeah. people need to come back in a new set of circumstances and a new opportunity to grow spiritually. Well, you know, that really brings a question, Sid, and that is, does everybody have a threefold flame or are there, peop- you know, are there beings that don't? Well, I think there's the, everyone that God created was given a threefold flame. Um, as we spoke last week, there is a, uh, a creation that was done on this planet many, many thousands of years ago that was created in the laboratory and life. And that life did not have a threefold flame because it wasn't created by God. Mm-hmm. But I think, as we also mentioned, even these beings, if you call them that, have the opportunity to earn one. Now, the other thing that can happen is that people that had a threefold flame or have a threefold flame can actually lose it through intense rage, anger, mm-hmm. things. It doesn't happen with one time you get angry, but it is possible to lose it. And there are beings that once had one that are still walking the earth. But the good news is that even those people have the opportunity to regain it mm-hmm. by service to life. And so even though this is a sobering thought, as long as there's life, there's opportunity. Now, um, you said the threefold flame is in the heart, and it's how big? Well, in most people, it's about a sixteenth of an inch. Which is really... 
you could imagine that being snuffed out pretty easily. Right, right. <laughs> one sixteenth of an inch, I can almost not even see mm -hmm. that. And God will only increase that flame as we develop mastery and the right use of energy, because otherwise we could do ourselves and others great harm. Mm -hmm. If we were as powerful as Jesus was mm -hmm. and we weren't anchored to God, I mean, just think of the destruction you could do not only to yourself, but to other people. Well, it's almost like an investment. You know, God's saying, if you use this wisely, maybe I'll give you more. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. No. Now, is there a relationship between the threefold flame and the aura? Well, of course there is. And the aura, as you know, is that force field around our physical bodies. People talk about seeing auras and seeing lights and colors in other people's auras. And, of course, that's influenced by Mrs. Prophet talked about the chakras, which give forth light, and also the threefold flame. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting to note that a lot of people that give the violet flame many times, those that have the ability to see auras will see the violet flame and the mm -hmm. violet color. So you are what you... Um, what you manifest. And so people that don't manifest positive things but very negative things can have very murky and dark auras. And we don't make it a goal to see people auras, but you can <laughs> get almost a, 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 you know, a spiritual reading on people when they walk in the room. And even though you may not see their aura, it could be very negative or it could be very mm -hmm. positive. That's well, like the character from uh, uh, Charlie Brown, uh, Peanuts, you know, Pigpen with the little cloud traveling along behind him. Some people, yeah. are, some people have that kind of thing going on. That, yeah. that brown aura. That's right, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to change the subject here a moment. Um, what does it mean when we say that St. Germain is the hierarch of the Aquarian age? Well, as we know, going back to, when was it, the 60s? We are entering, this is the dawn of the age oh, of Aquarius. We can't forget yeah, that one. For some those of us, of us were there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we are making the transmission from an astrological point of view from the age of Pisces to the age of Aquarius. And as a result of that, Jesus was the hierarch of the age of Pisces, and his teachings were for 2,000 years. And so we're entering a new age, which is Aquarius, and St. Germain is the hierarch of this age. That doesn't mean Jesus has been demoted, or he's no longer <laughs> our Savior, or anything that he knows. Mm -hmm. But there are people, you know, cosmic beings have roles and responsibilities. They change, just as they do in the world. Mm -hmm. And so this is the seventh age. It's the age of the violet flame. It's the age of freedom. That St. Germain is the next step mm -hmm. on our soul's evolution. I guess you could say it was uh, Jesus' tour of duty is over for now, and it's you know time for St. Germain's tour of duty. Absolutely. You know, St. Saint, Saint Germain has been called <clears throat> the master alchemist. What is the focus of St. Germain's alchemy, and what substances would be uh, alchemically transformed? We know that the, the, the histor history of the alchemist is the one that can change base metals into gold. Mm -hmm. And this was a, you know, get rich... Maybe not quick, but uh, get pretty rich if you could learn how to do that. And that was what many alchemists sought mm -hmm. to do. But this is a spiritual alchemy. And it's taking to change the base metals of our wrong desires, our wrong actions, our wrong karma into the golden energy of our spirituality, of our true being. And again, repolarizing and changing this negative substance into something that is positive and light and good. And that is why St. Germain is the master alchemist. And he has brought us the violet flame so that we can become alchemists ourselves. Without that knowledge, how could we do it? You know, I want to make one point, and that is that the teaching on the violet flame has been available to very high spiritual adepts throughout the ages, mm -hmm. but it hasn't been to the common man. And the reason for that is it can be misused. Mm -hmm. And so St. Germain has sort of sponsored the use of the violet flame, and so it's up to us to use it properly because it's a gift that we haven't had for a very long time. And as Mrs. Prophet noted, can do great things for us. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the spiritual gold standard you were talking about with this alchemy of the of the soul Absolutely. and the heart. Um, Sydney, how can people experiment with the violet flame, and how can they use it? Well, to know if it works or not. Well, the violet flame is very safe, and um, there's no reason not to try it. It's a wonderful thing, but. 
one thing to keep in mind, whenever you make prayers, whether it's your own personal prayers or through decrees or use the violet flame, you ask God to adjust everything you pray for according to mm-hmm. his will. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the catch-all. So because we can't see what God sees. We think we know, but we can't see it. And so what I suggest is that, you know, people not take our word for it. The only way if you know something works is to try it for yourself. Yeah. And I can remember when I first found these teachings, I, these decrees sound a little strange to me, but I said, you know what? I'm going to give it a try to see if it means anything to me. I'm going to give five minutes or ten minutes a day mm-hmm. for a few weeks and see what happens. I started out not knowing what, what, what the result would be, and after two weeks I said to myself, I don't know what it is, but <laughs> I feel differently. There's mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. here, something that's working. Yeah, same. I had the same experience. Did you? Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and let me just, if I may continue, yeah. Oh, yeah. To how to use it. You know, one of the biggest challenges we have in daily lives is our personal relationships. Could be a husband, a wife, a child, a coworker. And, you know, there's some people that we just seem to rub the wrong way, and they rub us the wrong way. <laughs> and sometimes it's not apparent why they do. Well, in many cases, there's a karma there. It could be an ancient karma that's coming up for transmutation. And it seems like no matter what you do, you can't seem to resolve it. Well, here's an experiment you can try. Go to our website, uh, tsl.org, and as Ross pointed to you, go in and find the Violet Flame, browse the categories, put in there, find a Violet Flame decree like Mrs. Prophet did it, and ask in the name of God for the Violet Flame to go into the relationship that you have with this other person Mm -hmm. and to heal it and to transmute all all negative karma. Give it five or ten minutes a day with the purity and love of your heart, visualizing that flame surrounding both of you, Try it for a few weeks and see what happens. You'll only mm-hmm. know if this works if you try it for yourself. Yeah. You know, an experiment I tried when I first uh, found the violet flame was, you know, the little, the little timely uh, hourly beep chime, whatever you want to call it on the watch. Uh-huh. Every time I set my watch to beep like that, I was in the service over in Europe, and every time it went off, I would say three little violet flame decrees mm-hmm. very quietly to myself so nobody thought I was crazy. Uh, and it really did make a difference. That was the only way that I could remember with a very busy schedule to do that. But it's a great experiment. Oh, as yeah. you said, just do it, you know, just do it as you can, but it'll make a difference. Well, you know, and, and as we've talked in past shows about the um, co-creating with God, literally using his energy to create, uh, I remember one of the very first things I learned in the teachings was that God is the only presence acting here. So, God is me, the decreer, God is the decree, and God is that which is being decreed for. I mean, it was pretty amazing to kind of wrap it up in that neat little package, but the awesome responsibility and accountability that, that came with that mm-hmm. was something that changed, literally, it changed my life because I knew this was not something frivolous, not something right. superficial. This was very deep, very abiding, very powerful, and it didn't take me long, as you said earlier, um, to know just how powerful And you it is. can start wherever you are. This is the amazing thing. Walking, talking, driving. It doesn't matter who yeah. you are, what you've done, mm-hmm. God can work and help you where you are. You know, in respect to the healing power of the violet flame, uh, Mrs. Prophet seems to be making a distinction between physical healing and spiritual healing. Um, specifically, uh, she refers to the need to have the correct balance of energies in the physical body to manifest healing. Can you expand on this apparent distinction? Well, 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 absolutely. I mean, we're accountable, we live in the physical plane, to do things that are appropriate to take care of our bodies. And there's much teaching in terms of private, proper diet, exercise, everything we need to do. We can't abuse our bodies and expect the violet flame to come and heal us. But when we realize that and are on a corrective path, we can use the violet flame in conjunction mm-hmm. with the medical discoveries and help that really are a gift from God in this hour to deal with things at the physical level. You combine that with the violet flame, the violet flame can transmute the cause and core of it that mm-hmm. may go back many lifetimes. Mm-hmm. And then you deal with the physical yeah. through the things, the mm-hmm. gifts that God has given us through the medical 
profession. You know, it's almost like the the relationship between standard medicine and say homeopathic medicine. You know, you never you never change your treatment plan, but you certainly can assist that treatment. Oh. And I think a lot of people when when they look at the violet flame, they they don't realize that it's in those moments when you're really under trial, you're having a terrible time, you can't figure out how this is ever going to be any different, mm-hmm. and that's the exact moment when you need to make a call. We know the other thing is you may become physically better through mm-hmm. surgery or something, but unless you have transmuted the cause of that illness and problem, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. just going to come back again. The core remains. Yeah. That's right. Got to go back and erase that original one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so another another quick question. Uh, we heard a reference to this big, broad subject, the new age. <laughs> We've had this concept in popular culture since the 60s. And I <laughs> At was, least. I was just barely there. I just want to state that. Uh, Sid some, and I, we some, were there. You, some of you may have been grown-ups <laughs> at that time. Uh, you know, we had this there for, uh, for a very long time, and the new age and the Aquarian age kind of seem to go together. Mm-hmm. I mean, are we, in fact, is the Aquarian age the new age? Absolutely. Okay. And, and, you know, that, of course, is a, a term that means many things to many different people. But when we think of the Aquarian age, we think of the age of freedom, of enlightenment, of healing. It's also the age of the mother. You know, traditionally in Western culture and, and, and religions, other than perhaps the Catholic Church giving a little credit to Mother Mary, the role of the Divine Mother has not been there. But it's very mm-hmm. prominent, for instance, in the Hindu religion and other religions. And so this is also the age of the mother, the Divine Mother. And we see that the mother in all of us, whether male or female, being honored and being raised up. Mm-hmm. So the Aquarian age has a very distinct feminine ray to it? Well, it does. And it again, it's building. Every age builds on the one before it. The age of Moses, you know, was the age of the law. Then Jesus came, which was the mercy and forgiveness. Forgiveness, mm-hmm. And now we're moving to the Aquarian Age, which is the violet flame of freedom for souls mm-hmm. and, you know, the golden age. Um, and that's something that can physically manifest upon this planet. We all have soul memories of being in a golden age before. Mm-hmm. And it is the will and the divine plan for this planet to enter another one. Seems impossible now. But the violet flame can be part of bringing that into existence. One of the jokes that I heard was that we're currently in the tinfoil age, hoping to get to the golden age. <laughs> right. We're in the alloy age. <laughs> that's right. right. That's right. The aluminum age. <laughs> um, you know, it's very interesting that we're talking about this because one of the key things that people seem to forget all the time is that you you don't necessarily, we talked about this in a previous segment in a previous show, you don't actually have to speak things out loud necessarily, mm-hmm. but you actually have to make the step to say, God help me, violet flame come into my life, those sort of things. It's very important, you know, tie, do, you know, string around your finger, write it on your hand, whatever it is, but you've got to remember to you do You have that. to use your free will to ask God to help you. Right. You know, you and that does out. raise one other question that I think you, you said something about last week, um, Sydney, and that was that we're talking about the science of the spoken word when we talk about decrees, but we can do them we can do them silently. We can do them in our heart. Mm-hmm. We don't have to speak them aloud all the time. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? That's correct, although they are more powerful of course. when you can find a place where you don't disturb others to give them orally aloud. Yeah. That's right. Well, that's really all we have time for for the moment. We've got a lot more to explore mm-hmm. when we come back. Don't go away. We'll be back with Sid Bennett and more questions. And if you've got any questions or comments about the spiritual journey, please send them to webradio at tsl.org. That's right. We'll be back in a moment. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? These are some of the basic questions we all ask ourselves on the spiritual path, and the answers we find certainly vary. Who are you? You are a child of God, and as a child of God, you carry within you the seed of actually becoming God. This seed is your Christ self, the same in you that is in Jesus Christ. Why are you here? 
master yourself in order to graduate from Earth's schoolroom and reunite with the heart of God. Essentially, you are following in the footsteps of Jesus and other great saints and sages who have gone before. Where are you going? Home. Call it Nirvana, the hereafter, the heaven world, whatever you want. It's the next stop on your journey. And finally, how do you get there? Let us show you how. Visit us at www.tsl.org. We are the Summit Lighthouse. We practice and publish the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and we've got answers to all of your questions. Visit tsl.org today. The Summit Lighthouse. Master yourself. Become God. Making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And we're back with Sid B. Bennett to continue our discussion of the Violet Flame. Um, you know, Sid, we've been using many keywords to describe the Violet Flame. Um, the healing flame, the cleansing flame, uh, merciful flame. And we heard Mrs. Prophet refer to it as a gentle comforter. Now, in addition to all these descriptors, the Violet Flame is also known, as you mentioned in the last segment, the Freedom Flame. Would you mind expanding a bit more on this idea? Absolutely. Um, St. Germain, the master alchemist, um, freedom is one of the qualities of the violet flame or the, or the seventh ray. St. Germain was a sponsor of America, and many people realize that there was something very special or very divine about the formation of America, our constitution, the flame of freedom that have been, has been embodied in this country, and it really is, from that perspective, the hope of the world. And so the freedom flame that America embodies is meant for the whole world, mm -hmm. and freedom mm -hmm. from tyranny, from repression, from the fallen angels, from our own inner sense of limitation and our own miscreation. It is the freedom of the soul to be who they are. And I, I mentioned, mentioned this golden age. Mm -hmm. It's a time when all is peace and light and wholeness, and people grow as in, in their way, and, and the, the institutions of government, everything, is God-ordained. God it seems impossible, but you know it's happened before on this planet, and the seventh ray is, is destined to bring forth that golden age once again on this planet. Wow. Well, you know, and also a lot of times when we talk about America and the freedom flame and, and, and how it affects us and what a standard it is, uh, sometimes our, our brothers and sisters in other countries you know, feel a little, a little left out. And it is very important to note, again, that, that this freedom flame is for everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, America, mm -hmm. if you take the letters and rearrange them, spells the I am yeah, race. That's right. So it's not, there are many people in America that do not espouse freedom and good mm -hmm. things, just mm -hmm. as there are many around the world that do. And so 
America is where it's headquartered right now in the sense that it's the sponsorship of St. Germain, but it's not just for America. It's for the members of the I Am race, the God race, wherever they may be in whatever country. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's an amazing image to imagine our country's leaders holding up an image of our freedom spiritually and actually having them, imagining them doing the violet flame mm-hmm. on a daily basis, starting a session of Congress <laughs> with a call. You know? it, it's, I mean, it's, it's amazing, <laughs> the power of God that oh. is being used. And I, I want to mention one more thing mm-hmm. about this golden age. It is the destiny of this planet to experience a golden age during Aquarius. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it's going to happen in the physical. It takes us, you mm-hmm. and me and everybody else, drawing forth the light and doing the things necessary to bring it in the physical. And maybe God's will, but because we have dominion over the earth, unless we do our part, it's not going to happen. So that golden age is actually occurring in the etheric now. It is, in the heaven world, if yeah. you will. Mm-hmm. And so it's our job to, to lower it down to the physical plane. Well, until we start transmuting some of this stuff that we're carrying and the planet's carrying, it can't come mm-hmm. down. And so that's where the Viola fame can help us and help the planet. And we've got to work for it. And as, as I like to say, and a friend of mine taught me, as above, soon below. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> and bring it down. Um, <laughs> One of the other things is that is that with the Aquarian age and, and with all the things that are happening, uh, is is there a particular very short violet flame decree that's, that's the simplest thing that you can say every hour? Like well, Saint Germain has given this very short mantra or decree: "I am a being of violet fire. Mm. I am the purity God desires." Oh yeah, it's, can, it's can, simple. Is that the only way that you can use it, or can can I focus on my family, on the world? Uh, certainly, you could. When you say. God in me is a being of violet fire. God in me is a purity. You're, you're repolarizing, you're changing the energies. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be complicated. Sometimes a simple, most heartfelt prayer is all it takes. But you can also say if your husband's name or your wife's name or your children's name, mm-hmm. and you can invoke the violet flame for them. And you're not imposing your will on them. You're helping them. It's mm-hmm. just as like you give somebody that's thirsty a drink of water. It's the mm-hmm. same principle. Yeah. And so it's applying good that good may come from And it. because you always ask for things to be adjusted according to God's holy will, you're respecting their free will, but you're giving them help. Mm-hmm. Thanks for bringing that up, too, because I think that's adjusting to the will of God is uh, kind of getting yourself out of the way. Exactly. And realize God is the doer. It's not our human yeah. consciousness. But mm-hmm. giving pure love in the form of violet flame to others is a tremendous gift mm-hmm. and a healing gift. That's truly a kindness. You know, one of the things is that uh, a lot of us think about what we do on a daily basis. And it's it, we need to practice what I would call the violet flame zero inbox rule. You know, it's like that, that thing in business <laughs> where, you, where you read all your mail and, and your email on a given day mm-hmm. and you process it somehow. You do yeah. something mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. You physically look at it. You, you know, uh, categorize it, whatever. And if you think about every day that you live, if you were to sit down at the end of that day and to think about that day and invoke the violet flame into your day, you're really doing a great thing by trying to zero out any karma that you've created. Well, that's where you ask for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Don't let your lay down your head go down on the pillow in a state of wrath or Mm non-forgiveness. But but the other side of that, Ross, is that every morning the angels bring you a packet of karma. (laughs) And it's the karma for that day. It's been ordained for that day. That's Mm -hmm. your karma for the day you deal with. By invoking the violet flame first thing in the morning, you can deal with most of that karma. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that it can be completely transmuted because God needs us to learn lessons. And let me give you a quick example of that. Mm-hmm. Let's say you had a karma of burning down someone's house in another lifetime. Not impossible. It does happen, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's your karma coming to you that day. And does that mean your house is going to burn down? Well, it has the potential to do that because you have a point of vulnerability to that. But by giving the violet flame that day and before that, mm-hmm. what might happen is you might burn your finger. You know? <laughs> right. And, of course, you know, it hurts and you learn a lesson from it. 
but it's a lot different than your house burning down. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's a that packet of karma is. Is there a way I can avoid opening that email attachment? In the, in <laughs> no, the that's morning? sort of the way things work, Ross. Yeah. And so that's why the yeah. constancy of the daily violet flame. Why God mm-hmm. says, go in the morning. You know, the, the you know, give your prayers in the morning before you face the day, and you can transmute the bulk of that. And if you try this, see what happens to your days. They go mm-hmm. differently. They have different opportunities. And this is how we can grow. We're not just always bogged down with our karma. We can take mm-hmm. new steps, learn new things, grow. And as you suggest, at the end of the day, we'll all make mistakes. Put it in the violet flame so you don't take that with you to bed at night and add to your karmic debt. Mm-hmm. Do you have an image of a violet flame process server? Yeah, somebody like coming that, yeah. in the morning. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, here, here it is again. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank right, you. UPS. But you know, this is the gift. Our karma doesn't come all at once. Yeah. So our karma, you know, look it's at the, the Old Testament. People, their karma came at once, and suddenly they were out of embodiment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. God gives us Oof. to an in increments. And what we mm-hmm. think is injustice is actually the ultimate justice of God in giving us portions of karma on a daily basis. Yeah, it's really a kindness, <laughs> isn't it? It's a mercy. <laughs> you know, it seems like every week we come back to the idea of this, this innate power that we all have to be a co-creator with God, that what we do has consequences and actions. You know, today's interview, we heard another way to describe what happens when the violet flame gets applied to that negative karma and to our misqualification of God's energy. Through this transmuting action of the violet flame, God's energy is restored back to the native purity. When this purity is restored, where does it go? (laughs) Well, do you remember Mrs. Prophet talked about this uh, energy force field below our waist, which Mm -hmm. she called the electric Electronic belt, belt. and and psychologists call the subconscious or unconscious. What happens is you take that soup, Mm. that's not a very pleasant soup, (laughs) and you change the polarity. Say there's, there's anger or resentment down there. You transmute that with the violet flame. What happens is that power then ascends. It literally has changed. It can't stay down there at the lower level anymore. It's got to go up higher. Where does it go? It goes up to your causal body, which is mm-hmm. above you. And what happens is that pure energy of God then becomes, expands that portion. And it may be in healing. It may be forgiveness. But what happens is not only do you have more light to carry, but when you mm-hmm. need to help someone, you can draw down that pure light and you have something to give. Great. Not your negativity, but your purity that God has helped you with. One of the things that was really good visualization for me was trying to understand that causal body. And it's almost like a water tower where when you're processing things, you're, you're charging up the water tower and it's that tank of light above you. Um, mm-hmm. So that's pretty much all we have time for as far as the questions and answers and things like that. Well, I would just, if I may, just add one thing. Give the violet flame a try this week. Yeah, you know, right. Give it a try and see for yourself how it works. Would you repeat that simple prayer decree earlier? Right. This just kind of give people a little New Year's present. I am a being of violet fire. I am the purity God desires. I am a being of violet fire. I am the purity God desires. Try giving that and see if your force field doesn't change. Powerful. Thank you, Sydney, as always, for your insight and your wisdom. Uh, And thank you all, too, for tuning in. Um, Next week, we'll talk about decrees, the science of the spoken word, and commanding God. So please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for The Open Door. Happy New Year, everyone. In the meantime, remember that though the upward path may be difficult, Mm -hmm. the rewards are literally out of this world. Thank you. Thank you again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.